I remember just being a Sunday school kid, 32 years in Costa Rica. It sounds almost scary to me. Imagine being there that long, and uh, there are several things I wanted to share with you this evening. Of course, obviously, I need to thank you for a number of things. I want to give you, uh, on behalf of the other missionaries that are here, if I can do this, um, I want to thank you on behalf of all of us for you allowing us to participate in your missions conference. It's a time when we as a group, you as a church, can focus and, and in essence in this conference to refocus on what God is doing it's a time when we can represent all the missionaries that you folks support. Each one of them, you're probably not even thinking about this, but all the missionaries you support would love to be here. Each of them would love to come and share with you this evening the challenges that they face. Each of you would love to share with you the blessings that they've faced over the long years on their particular fields, and they anticipate coming back here and reporting back to you. <clears throat> Mission conferences are exciting times. I've been in more mission conferences than I, can, than I can tell you about, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I've preached a lot of mission conferences, and, and God has, not, not that I'm the pro, a prophet nor the son of a prophet, I'm a truck driver's kid. <clears throat> but I've seen a lot of things. I've seen churches um, fold up. I've seen churches give up on God. And at the, at the same time, I've seen churches kind of explode in their walk with him. My wife and I, we are um, <clears throat> history buffs, and there's something I want to share with you, a dumb story perhaps from the past, it teaches us a lot. In the, in the autumn of 1952, an island in the Pacific called Elugalab, I don't know how it's pronounced, I'm assuming it's Elugalab, completely disappeared, preacher. The United States military and its scientists had developed the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth at that time. And it was a hydrogen bomb. It was made, the hydrogen bomb was designed and developed basically with the hydrogen that they took from water. And it literally made an island disappear, leaving a 60-meter hole in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Because someone had learned how to manipulate and to harness, if you will, Hydrogen. Imagine, I use that to illustrate this, imagine what we could do if we would learn how to harness our faith. Let me mention two examples from the New Testament. You will know them because you've heard them many times. Do you remember, <clears throat> do you remember the story about the little boy with the fish and the bread? And at the end of this story, you remember there were a number of baskets that were filled how many baskets were filled at the feeding of the 5,000? Does anyone remember? Twelve. Do you know why twelve were filled? Uh, preacher, you've, you've heard this, and we've, we, we discuss these things in seminary, and these are the things that preachers talk about all the time, and, and you folks would think we're nuts, and basically we are. <clears throat> Some preachers, they think, well, there were twelve baskets filled because, the, because Jesus was going to help each of the twelve apostles. I don't necessarily believe that. I believe there were 12 baskets filled because there were 12 baskets there. Had there been 14 baskets there, I believe Jesus would have filled 14 baskets. Had there been 15 baskets there, I believe Jesus would have filled 15 baskets. 
You'll remember the story about uh, <clears throat> Jesus had borrowed one of the little boats. You remember he had, uh, they pushed him out into the sea and, and he was speaking and uh, taking advantage of the acoustics of the, of the, 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 the area and, and was speaking to the people. And the fellows had been fishing, remember? These were professional fishermen and uh, they, they were cleaning their nets and things of that nature. And, and Jesus said at the end, he said, listen, cast your nets over there. <clears throat> And the Bible specifically says that Peter cast one net. And remember what happened to that net? It was filled to the point of breaking, and they called the other boat. There were two boats. And what did Jesus do with those two boats? He filled those two boats to the point that they were ready to sink. Why did he fill two boats? Because there were two boats there. Preacher, had there been three boats, those, or that net, if, I'm, if I can say it this way, would have filled three boats. Imagine it had these fishermen prepared five boats. Dumb illustration, you'll understand that I'm from Indiana, this is how I think. Imagine what God could do with us if we were prepared to serve him. If we were prepared the number of baskets that we can. Imagine what God could do if we would prepare not just 12 baskets, but 30 baskets or 40 baskets. Imagine what God will do with the the preparations that your Sunday school teachers are making and these college people. Miss Erica, uh, she's disappeared. There There you are. I'm sorry. I'm proud of you. Stand up like this. This stuff scares the fire out of me. I can't imagine how it would scare you. I want to share a couple of things with you. Do you know how many generations have passed since Jesus walked this earth? Now, obviously, it depends on how many years you consider a generation. I like it to be around 30 because that's generally when we produce our children. Sixty-six generations have lived since Jesus was on this earth. As a general rule, there seems to be three generations of people on earth at the same time. I think generation 65, you're the older folks here. Generation 66, I'm just barely into that. I'm moving out. Generation 67 are these young people. I don't believe, I've, I've, I've taught church history a number of times, and I, and I teach history and things, all the, I studied history for years. I don't believe, uh, we, will, we, will, we will assume that the first generation did so because they had apostolic powers. I see nothing in the history of the church that indicates that the gospel have been, has been preached to every nation since Jesus was here and those first apostles. We've failed. A lot of times that is because sometimes we missionaries come and we tell you that we, we present uh, the, uh, the, uh, the idea that this cannot be done. We cannot get the gospel around the world. There are too many people, 7 million people, or 7 billion, I should say, people on this earth. It seemingly cannot be done. But let me tell you something. It can be done if we learn how to tap in to God. God wants it done, and that needs to be done by faith. Let me share something with you. Let me share a, a, a thought with you about why we've not been able to accomplish this. It's because we've tried to sacrifice instead of giving by faith. 
I've been in mission conferences for years, and uh, some preachers I know, they'll talk about, well, you, you, if you just give up a Coke or two a week, imagine how much money you can give to God. Let me tell you something. The folks in this very room, as wealthy as you may be, as poor as you may be, we can all sacrifice everything we have ever made in our entire lives, and we still cannot get the gospel around the world that way. The only way it can be done is when, by faith, we tap into the very God who can fill 12 baskets, the very God who can fill two boats. What do we have to do? We have to prepare for his blessings. And then when he says, cast your nets, we can't just cast one. We need to cast all of them. You see, this is what I want to share with you this evening. Um, I shared something as soon as we got in, we pastor and I were talking and as we always do. And, and, um, Oftentimes, we want to sacrifice to get things done. You remember when you got saved? I was saved when I was 11 years old. I was taught, tell me if this is wrong, I was taught that there was nothing I could do to get saved. There's nothing I could give up. There's nothing I could change. There was no sacrifice that I could make to get saved. There was no work I could do to get saved, and we believe that. We believe that you add works or sacrifice to faith for salvation, and you don't have salvation. Let me share this thought with you. We, for years, for years and years and years, have worked at giving by faith sacrificially. It does not work. Because sacrificially giving by faith does not factor God in. That's what we can do. I challenge you during this next fiscal missions year. It's an exciting thing. Let God do through you what you can't do yourself. He wants to. Matter of fact, it just kind of kicked me into a thought. I have these stories that I tell our grandchildren. And they all start differently, but they all end the same. I'll get them interested in a, an, a purple elephant that walked through the forest. And then I'll say he wanted to. But he couldn't, so he didn't. And that's the end of that story. And the next time it'll be a a pink elephant or a pink lion. And the stories are all the same. And this, let me tell you something. What we want to do is not how to get it finished. We've got to dip into faith in a big way. We've got to allow God use us and do through us what we cannot do ourselves. So that the gospel will be reached in 210, 209, 211. I don't know how many countries there are today. It seems to change every day. God wants to do some tremendous things. Edie and I will be back through this area in five years. And we anticipate hearing some neat things from Erica. Some neat things about England. And let me tell you something. Some neat things about some of the young people we've seen on this stay with you folks. Practice faith. Practice living by faith, and you're going to be surprised what God will do when you factor God in and factor him in in a big way because he wants to do some tremendous things through you. Lord bless you. Thank you so much for your prayers. We appreciate your investment in us, and we, we appreciate so much your investment in trying to refocus and work with us in this generation to get the gospel around the world.